We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. When you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy. Too busy worrying about your budget. Too busy scheduling appointments. Too busy to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy for you to create your stunning website. Go to Wix.com and create your website today. It's easy and free. That's Wix.com. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast presented by DraftKings.com. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports. Use the promo code ROTOHOOPS when you deposit for a free contest entry today. Joined by DJ Trainer on Thursday, January 21st. Uh, Nick Whalen is off in Chicago being a, being a company shill and, and doing, <laughs> doing some TV work for uh, another company right now just because he's, he's that gifted in that in that high of demand so dj and i holding it down uh how, do, how are you feeling about doing the thursday show today dj i feel ecstatic about it as you know and if you know the listeners out there who listen every day of the week it's 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 been my goal to you know 
host, co-host with everyone on the schedule. So Benny's the last one left for me Thursday, knocking it out. Monday and Benny, I'm, I'm coming for you. I'm going to get you soon. Hoping to do it before the All-Star break. You're like one of those famous like 70s rock groupies that's trying to make her way through the whole band uh yeah no no, no some no people shame would just that. say I'm, I'm super versatile <laughs> um but you can go rock slutty rock group if you want <laughs> all right so we're gonna try to make this one real quick because we both have other stuff to do uh I'm writing a piece for the site that's going up today on devin booker and miles turner and i was struck by not only how well, he's shooting from three-point range given his age and experience, but some of the other names at the top in terms of uh, three-point shooting percentage uh, kind of wanted to run down the top 11 guys or so and just kind of get your take as to, you know, level of like how impressed are you and just are they going to keep it this at this rate uh, for the rest of the season? Because, I mean, a lot of these guys may not even be seeing that many minutes, but just the fact that they're they're this efficient – uh, makes them useful, at least in, in ratios and three-point shooting. So top of the list, not a big surprise, J.J. Redick shooting 50% on the season. Uh, I mean, is this kind of where you think he stays, or do you think he, he maybe dips down a little bit? I think he has to dip down, and he can still be the overwhelming leader here at the end of the year. But, I mean, if we're looking at last year, he shot 44% from beyond the arc. I mean, this is easily a career high for him. I'm looking – his career high was last year with 44%. So while it's still staggering, I still think he can keep up this some of this pace. It's not going to be 50%. we still got a long ways to go. I'm always impressed by guys like Redick and, and Corver last year where the other team knows exactly what they're trying to do and they're not you know they're not like amazing talents like curry where they can just get their shot off like in in traffic or in on the fast break and stuff like that these are catch and shoot guys primarily and uh, for them to be this effective uh, really speaks to their training and everything uh number two on the list Kawhi leonard 48 percent uh kind of a surprising name i guess to have there but i mean he's just having a, a crazy year all around yeah it's it's pretty remarkable and maybe this is one of the more are the least viewed stats that should go in his favor in terms of we were doing it before we even started or when I before we started pushing record that um, in terms of all time or not all time but this year how good is he compared to everybody else and yeah it's amazing I think the system obviously helps him out a lot and so you know guys are moving around so well in that team that he often gets open looks entirely and I think that is as much uh, credit to this percentage, maybe more so than anything, or him just you know being very good from beyond the arc. Yeah, it definitely speaks to his work ethic, I think. And I mean that might dip down a little bit, but as as long as he's shooting forty percent or better, I mean he's he's an easy top five or six player in the league for me. Uh, Jared Dudley, number three on the list at forty six point two percent. I think he could stay at this. Uh, I'm looking, you know, way back in the day in 2008, he shot 46% from beyond the arc before. It's kind of what he's there to do, space out the court sometimes. I mean, he's even been playing a stretch five, which I know it's not called stretch five, but that's what he's been doing with Washington. <laughs> at like at some six points, feet six. Yeah, at six foot <laughs> six, he's, he's doing it. Um, I mean, this is what he's here to do as a veteran presence. So 46%, I think he could easily stay at that throughout the season. All right, uh, Omri Caspi. I got. I got to admit, like, not until uh, a week or two ago did I realize the kind of season Caspi was having. I kind of forgot about him as an NBA player, to be honest. And he's he's fourth on the list at forty five point eight percent. 
Yeah, so that injury to Willie Cauley-Stein ultimately moved Caspi into the starting lineup, even though they play different positions. You had Cousins move down to center, Caspi moving at small forward, and he's been breaking out. Carl really loves him. Uh, right when Carl was hired last year, Caspi immediately saw more minutes on the court. Um, so whether or not he can shoot 46% from beyond the arc for the rest of the season, I highly doubt that, since this is more of a, a 34% over the course of his, looks like, six, seven-year career. Um, but yeah, one of I mean... Is he a breakout or most improved player candidate? I think he's got to be on kind of the little longer list or medium list. Yeah, I, for me, he's he's probably a top five guy on that list. I mean, he's he's the type of guy where you know the the most improved category is so hard to kind of pin down because it's like, well, what if a guy just was seeing ten minutes a game and now he's seeing twenty five minutes a game? Did he really improve or did he just get more minutes? Whereas you know, Caspi's been around forever. He's had plenty of opportunities to kind of. Uh, step out as as like a top five or six option on a team so very impressive what he's doing this year um, number five on the list we can almost skip I mean it's Steph Curry he's at 44.9 percent while he's and he's and he's already taken uh, 437 threes this year so I mean that's that's way more impressive to me than than even Redick at 50 percent just to just to be that good on that many attempts I mean I, I think we can both agree he's probably going to remain around the top five even with those uh, attempts uh, where they're at Devin Booker the guy that uh, writing about and, and kind of instigated this this little thing we're doing here 44.6 percent by far the youngest guy in the top six, he's 19 years old. The next closest to him is uh, Kawhi Leonard, who is about to turn uh, 25, I believe. So, I mean, there's like a six-year gap between between the two guys, and, and he's way younger than some of these guys. So uh, are you do you believe that this is just kind of a, a really hot start by him, or could you see him kind of holding this this rate through the rest of the season? Yeah, not only is he young, he's the youngest player in the league. I think he was the youngest draft-edgeable player during mm-hmm. the draft this year. And when you look at somebody like him, not only being a rookie, but being such a young rookie, he only has up to go. He's never going to regress from where he is right now as, a, as an 18-year-old. I mean, his body hasn't even developed into what it's ultimately going to be, 6'6", 205. I don't see him regressing whatsoever. Of course, you can face that rookie wall or that second or third year wall. Um, but I mean, here, at the beginning of the season, I looked at all the rookies and I tried to pick, you know, who's the biggest bust potential. And I thought it was him because if he wasn't able to knock down threes and he struggled doing that for the first couple of years, then what does he offer? I was completely wrong about that. Not only is he a great shooter now, he's going to mature into something even better. And I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to be you know too extravagant about what I'm going to say, but I think he's already on the short list for some of the best beyond the arc shooters, as as this list mentions, of course. Yeah, I mean, you if you were doubting Booker, you probably weren't listening. Either you weren't listening, or you weren't <laughs> buying what Nick and I were selling on the Thursday no, pod we, earlier we in fought, the season. Yeah, we fought about that quite a bit. Um, who yeah, is your I, who is your biggest bust potential? I mean, did you have somebody? Oh, I mean, I have no problem saying it. I I thought Porzingis was a was a Fair big enough. big time risk at number four and I'm obviously eating my words on that uh you know another guy yeah I'm writing about Miles Turner I thought he had some bust potential too he's obviously been pretty good um Booker like just a spoiler from that article I'm writing I compared Booker and Clay Thompson's first 37 games they're almost their numbers are almost identical and then you have to factor in that Thompson was three years older than Booker is right now when he was putting up those numbers so i mean i think that that's like a very realistic outcome for him 
going forward, especially just given his youth. Uh, number seven on the list, Matthew Delvadova, forty four point three percent. What do you what do you make of this one? What I make of this one is that LeBron James is trusting him to shoot this shot more than he did last season. And when LeBron James drives, Delhi is often left open because you have to collapse on LeBron James. It's just kind of what you do. Um, he's getting a lot of open looks. So if that continues, I don't know why any NBA player would, you know, would stop being able to shoot open three-pointers. So at 44%, I think, I think that's okay, even though he is probably one of the more surprising names on this list. Yeah, I think if you just kind of look at – all the players we've talked about so far, this this top seven, he's got to be getting the cleanest looks of the bunch, I would oh, assume. Oh, most definitely. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that that's probably a big part of that. Uh, this one really surprised me, even though, I mean, he, he is a great, uh, you know, former Wildcat, can't can't forget that. But, you know, Jared Bayless, number eight on the list, 43.8%. I don't think the Bucks really had that in mind when they brought him in. I mean, I think they, they liked a lot of parts of his game they like the depth that he provided but i don't think they were expecting him to be this efficient from three-point range yeah well i mean the bucks are struggling finding three-point shooters they're trying yes. to mold Giannis into a three-point shooter just so they can extend the court i mean if you have a point guard eligible person he's already going to be i mean you don't necessarily need him to shoot threes um to extend the court uh, Bayless has had arguably one of the best starts to a season of his entire career. I think he's been in the league nine, ten years. Um, a journeyman. A, I think that's fair to yes, say. Yes, exactly a journeyman. And so if I'm looking at any of these 11 players we're talking about whose numbers could potentially go down and drastically go down from what they are right now, Bayless is the prime candidate for that. See, my pick on there might have been this next guy, uh, Patrick Beverly coming in at, at number nine, shooting 43.7% from three. Uh, I mean, really, the the one thing that I think everyone's kind of always pointed to with Beverly as to why maybe he's not a starting caliber point guard is his kind of inability to shoot. Is this kind of just a, a small sample size type of thing, or do you think he's legitimately improved uh, his three-point shot to this extent? I have no idea what to think of Patrick Beverly. Like, I'm not going to pretend like I know exactly what's going on here because I thought Ty Lawson was going to be a really good option this year, too. We all, everybody guessed wrong on Houston this year. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that Beverly is shooting threes, um, I haven't watched as much as, say, Delhi as I have of, or I've watched more Delhi shooting threes than I have Beverly this year. I can only assume it's a similar situation, though, where Harden has the ball, he drives, and can kick it to Beverly. And a lot of Beverly's shots are from open three. Because there's no reason for him to take contested threes because if you're going to be doing that, you need to just let Harden do it. Right. I mean, he's it, it's really not even that small of a sample, 135 attempts so far this year. Uh, but, yeah, I think you're right. I think he's he's in that boat with Delhi where these are probably wide-open looks, probably from the corner a lot of the time. So, um, But, I mean, props to him. I mean, last year, 35.6. year before that, 36%. So this is this is a big-time jump. Even if he regresses to 40%, that's, that's still a really good job by him. Doug McDermott checking in at 10. No surprise there, 43.5%. Could that even maybe spike up as, as the season goes on? Yeah, definitely. We, we kind of thought that that was his going to be, you know, his character trait was solid from beyond the arc. Somewhat of the next Kyle Korver, maybe a more so versatile Kyle Korver, still just as bad on defense as Kyle Korver. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, again, if I'm picking one candidate to go up, Doug McDermott would, would be that since, I mean, that's who he is. He is a three-point shooter in this league. Yeah, uh, no doubt about it. Kelly Olenek rounding, it, rounding out the top 11. I just wanted to include him just because he's kind of a, a funky name on this list. 43.3%. Uh, what, do you, what do you think about that? 
I don't know. I mean, I think it's fun to look at Kelly Olynyk and think of who he's ahead of more so than anything. So a name that we've talked about many times, but that's not on this list is Kyle Korver. Mm-hmm. So to think that Kelly Olynyk is shooting more threes successfully, uh, I don't know what to chalk it up to. Just the fact that Olynyk is seven foot. Uh, otherwise, I really, I really, honestly don't know why his percentage would be so high because he's a decent from beyond the arc. But I mean, he's not, he's not crushing it, or you know, his form, his ability to create a shot beyond the arc isn't necessarily necessarily there. So I don't know. He's a really tough guy. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens when he goes into free agency because it's it's so hard to evaluate him because it's it's so rare for a guy his size to be this good at shooting threes, but. There are so many things he can't do that a lot of guys his size can do, uh, namely defense, rebounding. Um, you know, he's, there's a lot of flaws in his game. So it'll be interesting if someone looks at that three point shooting and, and really values it. Well, let me ask you this: right now, he's averaging four point four rebounds per game. Is that because you know those are maybe only defensive rebounds because he's hanging out around the the perimeter so much? He's not getting a couple, you know, dummy offensive rebounds. So. I think that's a really good point. He's he's averaging uh, 1.9 offensive rebound per 36 and and 7.6 total rebounds per 36. So, uh, I mean, it, it stands to reason you're not gonna you're not gonna load up on on offensive rebounds if you're hanging out by the perimeter. But I mean, Kevin Love, even when when he was the number one option on the T Wolves, was averaging like 14 rebounds a game, and he was shooting a lot of threes. So, I mean, 7.6 rebounds per 36 isn't like the end of the world if you're a stretch four. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it's going to be below average at the position, uh, no doubt about it. All right, fantasy football may be winding down, but DraftKings.com isn't messing around. DraftKings.com is America's favorite one-week fantasy football site, where you could win enormous cash prizes every week. You already researched the players for your season-long fantasy team. Turn that knowledge into instant cash at DraftKings.com. Last year, one player turned 11 bucks into 4000 in one weekend. Another won 100 grand. his first time ever playing. This season alone, six players have won a million dollars in one day just playing fantasy football. Keep your season-long league where it is, but also play one-week fantasy at DraftKings.com to win huge cash this weekend. Head over to DraftKings.com now, enter promo code ROTOWIRE for a free entry. DraftKings.com, bigger events, bigger winnings, bigger millionaires. Enter ROTOWIRE for free for a free entry now at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com, that's DraftKings.com. All right, uh, this is kind of a DraftKings.com type of, type of play that I wanted to talk about tonight because I'm looking at the slate. Uh, probably by the time you guys are listening to this, it's too late to set lineups, but one guy I'm really watching – uh, or one situation I'm really watching is just who's going to be healthy in that Suns front court tonight because there's like five guys that are game time yeah. decisions. Uh, I wanted to ask you who's the best speculative ad you could make in a full season league right now? Like kind of just sort of playing, you know, reading the tea leaves, seeing like is is someone going to get moved? Is something going to change where a guy's playing time really goes up? Uh, my pick here was T.J. Warren, and I was happy to see that your pick was another son. Yeah, and, and there's a major reason why we're both drawn right. to the Suns is because they're in turmoil right now. There's turnaround. They could be getting a new coach. Um, you know, there's there's so much that could change at a moment's notice. 
at a moment's notice with this particular team. Warren has shown it. We already know what Morris can do. When Morris plays you know, 36 minutes a game, he's one of the better fantasy options out there because he can help you out in all facets. Three-pointers, blocks, steals, it's all there for him. So not only does it seem like the Suns are trying to up his trade value because he's, you know, when they're putting him out there on the market, everybody knows they want to get rid of him. And so Hornacek is allowing him to play. If Hornacek all of a sudden gets fired, you have to think that the next coach, the interim coach, is just going to let Morris play because he is a pretty good power forward. Um, so that's where I'm at with Morris. I've actually tried to pick him up and trade for him in other leagues. Um, so do you think he has more value if he stays with the Suns or if he gets dealt? Because I, I almost would like him more. I think he's safer if he gets dealt because I just don't know what's going to happen with like his minutes the rest of the way if he stays with Phoenix just because I, I think he's pissed off. Uh, I kind of understand why he's upset. I mean, it, they kind of boned him and his brother on that uh, deal. Uh, I just don't know how many games he's going to play the rest of the way with the Suns. So I would almost prefer him to get traded, but then if he gets traded, it's probably to a contender, and then you kind of wonder where he fits in the pecking order there. Yep, exactly. So an ideal situation for me is for Hornacek. I don't want anybody to get fired, but if I have Morris, an ideal situation is Hornacek is fired, interim coach comes in, says, you know, comes to Morris, says, hey, don't care what happened earlier mm-hmm. in the season. You're my man. You're playing. You're doing this. That's the best-case scenario. If he gets dealt, like you said, it makes most sense for him to go to a contender, uh, let's say the Cleveland Cavaliers. And where Morris's stock is right now and his standing on the Suns is you wouldn't necessarily have to give up Kevin Love to get him. And so you'd have a situation where Love and Morris are splitting time at power forward. And I hate that. I don't want any part of that. So so when I'm actively trying to acquire Markeith Morris in some of my season-long leagues, it's in the hope that there's a coaching regime change soon and Morris will start to play more towards 30 to 36 minutes a game. Yeah, it's going to be going to be interesting to see what happens there. I'm trying to think of fits for him. I mean, the... You, I mean, the Cavs make a ton of sense just in in anticipation of playing the the Warriors because he could be the type of guy they could put on Draymond Green. But then you're definitely benching either Love or Tristan Thompson. Uh, I wonder about you know maybe that maybe you'd fit on the Heat if they if they think that they can contend this year. Uh, those those Western Conference teams, you know, you'd, you'd look at maybe the the Thunder as a team that might want him, but then they've they've got so many bodies in that front court area, they'd probably be trading uh, maybe a couple of them and maybe McGarry and like a pick or something like that if they went and got him. But uh, yeah, definitely going to be interesting. T.J. Warren was my guy just in the expectation that they do move Morris. Uh, Warren is is the type of guy that I love, especially in like tournaments right now in DFS because when he gets minutes. You know he's had a thirty-point game already this season. I mean he can he can score in bunches. I think that if they, they're the Suns' best option right now is to tank pretty hard. I sure. think and, and get like try to get like a top three or four pick. And I think playing Warren a lot, playing Booker a lot, uh, makes a lot of sense under that scenario. So uh, those are a couple guys to go maybe try to pick up off waiver wires right now. Yeah, good talk there, James. Uh, do you need a website out there? Do you need a website maybe to create one? Talk about this Suns front court. Talk about where's Nick Whalen. Um, 
maybe a campaign, maybe a campaign to get me on Monday's pod from now on. Uh, well, why not do it with yourself with Wix.com? No matter what business you're in, Wix.com has something for you. Used by more than 75 million people worldwide, or 75 people according to Waylon, Wix.com makes it easy to get your website live today. You need to get the word out about your business. All it's, it all starts with a stunning website, of course, with hundreds of designer-made, customizable temples, templates to choose from the drag-and-drop editor. There's no coding needed whatsoever. You don't need to be a programmer or designer to create something beautiful. You can do it yourself with Wix.com. Wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites every single day. Of course, if you're too busy scheduling appointments, you're too busy to build a website for your business, Wix.com helps you with that. Go to Wix.com to create your website today. The results are truly stunning. Yeah, I mean, hell yeah. Go go to Wix.com right now. I, I usually tune out that read when Waylon says it, but but yours was a lot more professional, so I actually paid attention that time. And, um, uh, and because I love just taking personal digs at our coworkers in those reads too. So Yeah, yeah I mean, what, why not? They're not here. They're not here to the, defend themselves, so why not? Um, just before we we wrap up, a lot of people are kind of talking about you know who do they think should be on the the all star teams for the East and the West right now. Uh, you know, everyone says th- this is who I think should be on the East, and this is who I think should be on the West. That's kind of living in a fantasy because they're it's not up to the coaches, it's not up to the media, it's up to the fans. We know what the polling is saying right now. Right now on the the East, the starters would be Wade, Kyrie Irving, LeBron James, Paul George, Carmelo Anthony. Uh, and then I, I wanted to ask you to pick a guy that is probably not going to be a starter for the East, but you think deserves to be. Um, I was I would there was a name I was expecting you to say, and it wasn't the one that you went with. So who's who's your pick that that should be on the team, but probably won't be according to the fan voting? Uh, by the way, I think that's announced tonight on TNT the actual starters, so um, people will know whether we were kind of wrong or right. Uh, mine is Andre Drummond, and I know he was head to head with Melo at the end, but that New York market is just too strong. I don't know how Drummond could surpass him over the last few days um, before. Yeah, this. well, we'll definitely be wrong. I mean, I, I yeah, don't yeah, think yeah. like we we know we're going to be wrong, <laughs> right. uh, but these are guys we think probably should have been Drummond. I, I definitely see the case, especially if you want to get like a legitimate center in there. And, uh, you know, some people like having a traditional center in there. I, I have no problem with it. Just being small ball, be small ball in the all-star game. Uh, the guy that I think it, it, to me, it came down to Jimmy Butler, or Paul Millsap, uh, for, for who's the most deserving guy that's going to be left off because of Kyrie or Mello, or whoever you want to bl- pin the blame on Paul Millsap, I think is just, perennially underrated by fans i think he was down at like 15th in east big men voting like he had like twenty seven thousand votes or something like that uh he does it all like he's a guy that you don't really need to run a ton of ton of stuff to he shoots like 50 percent from the field he can hit threes he's you know efficient at the line uh averaging over a steal and a block per game can guard threes can guard fours and i just think he's a winning player like i I think the hawks have the third best record in the east primarily because of what paul millsap's been able to do this year i think jimmy butler definitely deserves a nod of of respect but i I think that he is more of a volume player that doesn't necessarily make his teammates all that much better and there's been some sort of locker room stuff that has been some of his doing that i think has contributed to their uh 
I mean, they're they're going to make the playoffs, but it, they're not the number one challengers to the Cavs that a lot of people thought they might be heading into the year. If you do a blind uh, test of season averages, Millsap is going to rank just as high as anybody else in the in the East. What the problem is, James, and we're talking about fan voting here, is let's be honest, Atlanta's fan base is not good. No, no. They, they can't pack no, out an it, arena. And last year yeah. when they were super good, they still couldn't pack out arena. They couldn't get their guys into the All Star game. Look at last year's playoffs race. Look at the people in the stands nobody's wearing hawks gear because nobody has hawks gear yeah Yeah, no it's it's really too bad uh i mean i it's not a it's not a good sports market it's it's good for sec football and it's good for falcons football and that's probably about it um so let's go to the west uh, these are going to be your starters. I don't think there's any debate about that. Uh, Steph Curry, Russell Westbrook, Kobe Bryant, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green. Easy call here on, on the biggest snub. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, we were, we were kind of talking before the show about where he ranks in terms of overall players in the league right now. I'm, I'm of the opinion that you really can't argue that he's not top five in terms of just an all-around player in the NBA right now. Yeah, I, I completely agree. We both have Leonard on this list. It makes, I mean, Bryant is a major outlier here, right. major outlier. I would say that the other four guys are actually probably yes. more so deserving than some of the guys in the East, if you're yeah. looking at that. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I only think the only guys in the East that I think are deserving that are going to start are LeBron and Paul George. Right. And so, I mean, let's look at the MVP race and kind of look at it towards the All-Star right now. Leonard is top three, maybe top two. Would you have Curry, Draymond Green, and Kawhi going to duke it out for the final stretch of the season? Russell Westbrook might be a dark horse coming up against those two guys. Yeah, I mean, I think it is. It's a three-man race. Like, I don't, I don't think either guy on the Thunder is going to win it. Just, I mean, you're not going to look at their record at the end of the year and say mm-hmm. that one of them should win it over one of the Spurs or Warriors. Uh, people are talking about Draymond as an MVP candidate, and I, I get the argument. But I just don't agree with it. Like I, I just think everything that he does is largely possible because of Steph Curry, and and I think, I mean, it, it works both ways. A lot of Steph Curry does is largely possible because of Draymond Green. But I mean, you're looking at the best shooter of all time. Uh, I mean, like it's same thing with like Iggy winning the MVP honors in the finals last year. Nothing like all of those three pointers were wide open because they were guarding Curry forty feet away from the basket. So. Uh, to me, it's still Curry. I would have Kawhi number two, uh, just because he's the best two-way player in the league right now. Probably the best defensive player in the league. And we talked about the forty-eight percent from three-point range. I mean, there's really no flaws in his game right now. It's a shame he's not going to start, but I have a feeling he doesn't really care. Yeah, that's that's the craziest part about this whole thing is he doesn't really care. Uh, since we don't get to talk on air about this, I just want to ask you one more question about Draymond, then we can close up shop here. Um, the biggest debate I think about him. Is he a product of the system, of the Warriors system, and it sounds like that's what you're going with, or is he the system itself? No, I don't think he's a product of the system, but I just think that, like, I think he'd be a good player no matter what team he was on, but he's the type of guy that's not winning the MVP unless his team is historically great. Like, he's not, like, if if his, he's never winning the MVP on like a three seed or even like a two seed, honestly. Like I think Steph Curry could do that. Uh, I think Kawhi Leonard could do that. I think Draymond Green is a really, 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 really good player. He's a star. I just think that he's the type of guy like James Harden from last year is a good example of what you're saying. Right. right Like, like uh, I thought Harden should have won the MVP last year. Um, 
I thought uh, Steve Nash, I thought he should have won the second year. I don't think he should have won the first year. Nash is kind of a Draymond Green-esque player where he just makes everyone on his team better. Like basketball purists love watching what he does. It's so great that he's he's so diverse and you know what he contributes and in, in rebounds, assists, everything like that. I just think that if you're, I mean, nobody's gonna take Draymond over Curry if they're building a team. I just I don't believe that. I mean, if you go into next year, just from this year on, you can only have Curry or Draymond. I don't think anyone's taken Draymond, even though I, I think he is one of the ten best players in the league. All right, last last question. I promise. Um, that's a fair argument. What you said at the end there, I completely agree with you. But do we get a do we get to a point in two years where you might retract that statement because Draymond is still progressing as a player, uh, or do you think that he's about where he's ever going to be? So he uh, he's shooting forty one and a half percent from three this year i expect that to go down i actually wouldn't be surprised if it was below 40 percent at the end of the year if in two years he's shooting like 44 45 percent from three i think you could probably make a case at that point that he's he's more valuable than curry i'm just i'm not really buying the gains that he's made in in three-point shooting uh, it has looked a little better coming out of his hands this year. I mean, he he's still also a guy though that shoots sixty seven percent from the line. Um, you know, he's a really good defender, but he's not like a Kawhi Leonard type of defender to me. That's that can just end a possession by himself just based on the defense he's playing. So, I I love him, and I think that you know anyone that didn't think he was worth the max in the off season was crazy then, and they're crazy now. But I I still think as long as Curry's healthy. There's no the reason that pick and roll is indefensible to me. It starts with Curry and Draymond's a big part of that. But Curry's unlimited range is the reason why you can't defend that pick and roll. Yeah. So my last two cents um, is just that Draymond's 25, and this is only his second se- season averaging at least 30 minutes per game. And so experience matters when we're talking about this thing. I think it's completely okay to say that Curry is more important on this team right now. In a few years, though, when he's 28 and he has more seasons of playing incredible amounts of time on the court, I wouldn't be surprised if it's more of a 50-50 toss-up with who's more important and who would you build your team around. Yeah, no, I mean, I I, I think that that's fair. I mean, in our staff keeper league, I was getting uh, the world offered to me for Draymond Green and I and I refused all all comers in that regard. So I mean I I love him. I mean I've loved him for a while. I have him for 5 bucks in that league. So obviously oh, I, yikes. I, I I obviously I I like him quite a bit. So I mean I, I'm not don't want to hate on Draymond Green, but I mean I think people if you're if you're moving off a of Curry this year, I think it's it's just cuz you're kind of exhausted with Curry coverage sure. in my opinion. Yeah, most definitely. Good talk. All right, so uh, be part of all the action all season long at DraftKings.com, the official daily fantasy basketball partner of RotoWire. With daily fantasy, you don't need to spend months micromanaging a roster, play whenever you want, and pick a new team every time you play. Challenge your friends in a custom league to prove your superior GM or square off against basketball fans from around the country for big prizes. Go to DraftKings.com now and enter promo code RotoWire to play for free. DraftKings is the official partner of Rotowire. That's promo code ROTOHOOPS at DraftKings.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. 
They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.